You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Sunday, February 20th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, Viacom CBS is no more as they transition over to become Paramount Global. J.J. Abrams has uh, confirmed that the Kelvin timeline is on for Star Trek IV. Uh, we've got a little peek into the music for the upcoming Strange New Worlds. And did you see... The Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Hmm. Uh, and if all that wasn't enough, then I've got details on how you can win a copy of the brand new audio drama from Simon & Schuster, Star Trek Picard, No Man's Land. So stick around toward the end of the show uh, to find out all about that. Uh, my name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, as per usual, if you are listening to me on the podcast today, then I would love to have you over on our YouTube channel for the live stream recording of this show. We do that every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I do the news. Uh, we do a little show and tell, which is awesome today. Um, and we also talk about this week's poll, which I will come on to in a second. And the reason I keep laughing is because I've already been watching the chat go by and there's uh, people with opinions. It's quite a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, before I get going and I tell you about the poll, I just want to remind you that all of today's stories and more are available on dailystartreknews.com. We've got links to all the original sources. We've got more videos, uh, more pictures. Uh, we've even got some special articles like trivia and history and of course the week's events listing. Uh, so please go and check it out. That's dailystartreknews.com. Now, if you are a subscriber to the newsletter, please be aware there's no newsletter on Monday or Tuesday of this week. That's because the team is observing President's Day here in the United States. So uh, just be aware about that. Uh, your first issue will come out on Wednesday this week. Right, so I promised a poll, <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so I slight disclaimer, you guys, polls are really hard to come up with questions, and I try to make them fun, so these are not serious polls, I just want to preface that. However, uh, today's poll is inspired by um, some news that we'll talk about later, uh, which is, you know, kind of the possibility, uh, fantasy possibility of one day maybe having a Star Trek and MCU crossover that's outside of the comics. Um, that could be a little bit fun. So I said to you, theoretically speaking, which of the following characters would you like to see as the first Star Trek MCU crossover? And your choices today are Captain Kirk, the obvious one, um, Beverly's Candle Ghost, <laughs> who I think I might have to add as a <laughs> poll choice in every poll from here on out. Um, uh, Choice number three is Giorgio, uh, Emperor Giorgio, or Captain Giorgio, your, your preference, or both. Uh, and then, of course, Q. He's already kind of done the multiverse thing, so why, why, why not him? Uh, so once again, we're, we're voting on which character would you pick for a, the first Star Trek and MCU crossover. We've got Captain Kirk, Beverly's Candle Ghost, <laughs> Giorgio, uh, and Q. Let me know what you think. There's um, a poll going in the YouTube chat right now. Uh, the same poll is also live over on Twitter, and that'll run overnight. So you can vote in both places, or if you miss the live stream today, you can go and uh, make, your, make your choice known over on Twitter. Right. Um, while you mull over that... 
Uh, let's go ahead and get started with the news, and I'm going to start off with the boring stuff today. Um, well, I think it's interesting. If you listen to this show, you know that I find the business news the most interesting part of it. And, um, you know, I've been following business news around Star Trek for many, many years, and I got actually lucky in 2019 because 2019 was when we finally had uh, Viacom and CBS merged to become one company creatively called Viacom CBS, uh, thereby bringing the Star Trek franchise back under one roof because for many years it had been fragmented with the television side of Star Trek being controlled by CBS and the movie franchise being controlled by Paramount, um, which was part of Viacom. Uh, so uh, 2019, Viacom and CBS became Viacom CBS, and now 2022, Viacom CBS is now Paramount. Uh, well, Paramount Global, um, and to be known simply as Paramount going forward. Um, so this was announced on Tuesday at an Investor Day uh, presentation, which I will talk more about in just a second. Uh, but it was announced by uh, Sherry Redstone, who pushed very hard for the merger back in 2019, and of course is now, um, I, I think she's the chairwoman now um, of the new Paramount. Um, and it's just a simpler branding and uh, now jives with the Paramount Plus, which of course is rolling out over the globe as well. Um, here's what she said about the new branding. She said, our strategy has always been to harness the strength of our traditional business to build something new. Paramount has always been at the core of this vision. Today we are thrilled to announce that Viacom CBS has become Paramount Global or simply Paramount. Uh, the stock dropped almost immediately, but I think that's fine. I'm not too worried about the stock price on that. Um, this company in its many iterations has been around for a very long time, and they will continue to be around for a very long time. So um, it's kind of wonderful to see now that Star Trek is back under one roof, and it's all back under Paramount. Uh, and of course, you know, CBS will still be under there, Paramount Plus will still be under there, and all of their different brands. Um, uh, somebody was asking me, well, what, what happens when they break up again? <laughs> Well, you know, I think when they inevitably break up again, it will look different than it than it did when it came in. Because when we came in, we had very traditional um, film and television production sides of things. Paramount's big uh, big push now is, of course, streaming with the global rollout of Paramount Plus. Um, if they ever do decide to break up that company again it's going to look very different than it did before. Uh, anyway, um, this to me, you know, it's very exciting development for the, the company, for the corporation. I personally am very sad. Uh, <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, I already complained about this. I was really, really enjoying the phrase Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish. It rolls off the tongue. It's very rhythmic and it's very fun to say. And Paramount CEO Bob Backish doesn't doesn't have quite the same like thing. Anyway, little aside there. Uh, so going forward, Viacom CBS is no more. If you follow them on various platforms, they will have either changed their name uh, or they will have moved over to new accounts. And if you hold stock with them, like I have a few shares myself, uh, your stock will have already changed. So um, it's, a, it's a new era. But that was not the only thing that happened at the Investor Day. Uh, if you are at all uh, active on Twitter, you probably already know everything that happened. 
but I will review it for those of you who aren't there or who are maybe not quite as embedded in Trek Twitter as I am. So, number one, the big exciting news is that J.J. Abrams himself turned up on the Investor Day to confirm that Star Trek IV, which is coming out next December, um, in 2023, December of 2023, is going to be featuring the Kelvin Timeline cast. Now, depending on who reports it, it's a little bit vague on whether they are already signed or whether they're in process of signing. Regardless, they're expecting to start shooting uh, later this year, uh, and it will feature the Kelvin Timeline cast. He said, uh, quote, uh, the film will be featuring our original cast and some new characters that I think are going to be really fun and exciting. Um, he also said, we're thrilled about this film. We have a bunch of other stories that we're talking about that we think will be really exciting. So can't wait for you to see what's cooking, live long and, and prosper. Okay, a couple of things to note that are important about this. Of course, um, the last Kelvin Timeline film that we had was in 2016. And of course, um, one of the main uh, characters in the cast, Chekhov, played by Anton Yelchin. Um, Anton Yelchin passed away, he was killed tragically right before the, the film premiered. Um, he's probably not going to be in this film. I mean, they're probably not going to recast him. Um, they, I think it was J.J. Abrams said back in 2016 that they're not interested in recasting that character. So we probably won't see him. Um, and um, also there, you know, they did actually, so according to Variety, they actually went out to fans and potential audiences to find out whether there was still an appetite for the Kelvin Timeline cast. And apparently there is, which is why this is happening. And you may also be wondering, okay, what happened to Quentin Tarantino and Noah Hawley and Kalinda Vasquez? And um, the answer is we actually don't know. I'm hoping that what we're seeing is because the before this uh, this recent iteration of Star Trek Four was announced, um, there was um, talk of Kalinda Vasquez, who had written on Star Trek Discovery and wrote for The Walking Dead, I believe, um, for her to be doing a screenplay. That kind of got pushed to one side for this current script, which is being, I'm really scanning really quickly because I can't remember the name of the people who are attached to it. Hang on. Hang on. Right. Uh, it's being directed. So the one that we know is coming out in 2023 is being directed by Matt Shackman, who d uh, directed WandaVision. Um, the script, um, the original script was done by Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson Dwarat. It's been uh, rewritten by another two uh, writers, forgive me. Uh, oh, Josh Friedman and Cameron Squires. Both of them have got big features to their names as well. Um, and we don't know anything about the others. <laughs> Um, if you've been following this show, you'll know that Star Trek Four, Arabic numeral four, has gone through a number of different rumors over the years, and this is where we're settled on. Um, what it will look like after that, I'm not sure. So uh, I just want to reiterate what J.J. Abrams said. He said that we have a bunch of other stories that we're talking about that we think will be really exciting. Um, I'm really excited for that. Uh, of course, it's been the break between beyond in 2016 and 2023 will be the longest break for uh, Star Trek films since they started making them in 1979. So it's been a while. We're hungry for it. 
And going back to what I was saying about um, Viacom CBS becoming paramount and everything being under one house, there's still the big question, are they going to bring those two um, sides of the franchise together? We don't know. Probably not for this film. I find, would find that hard to kind of wrap my head around uh, bringing the Kelvin timeline in with, like, say, Discovery. But um, I guess we'll find out next year and we'll, we'll find out what happens beyond that. Uh, that was not the most dramatic thing that happened <laughs> at the investor day, though. Oh, wait, before I move on, really quickly, if any of you happen to catch a Donut Bio show on BBC Radio 5 Live overnight on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, uh, uh, they interviewed me uh, to get the fan um, sort of fan reaction to Star Trek 4. It's still up on the web. You can go check it out. Um, but if you happen to be up at about... 4.30 in the morning in the UK. You, you, you could have caught me there. Um, and uh, if you don't normally listen to his show, maybe listen in. Um, give him some love for, for giving me a ring. Anyway, um, yeah, so you know I don't like normally in this show to talk about like rumors and stuff, but I, I, do, I can't get away without mentioning it. The other big thing that happened at the Investor Day event was, of course, they showed a Strange New Worlds trailer. Um, I did not see it. Um, some people saw it. Some people captured it. Some people posted it on the internet. And all of those people got roundly shut down, um, and including some uh, bigger Star Trek blogs. Uh, you may have seen the furor over it um, over on, on, on Twitter. Um, I don't know. I haven't actually gone searching if there's still pirated stuff up. There probably isn't. Uh, but it's enough for me to know that there is a trailer out there. I would expect it soonish. And personally, I find that their media is best consumed when it comes from official sources. But that's just me. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you uh, apprised as soon as I know of an official trailer uh, for Strange New Worlds. I will let you know. Um, just to remind you of like... The timeline of what's going on. So we're finishing up Discovery Season 4 right now. Um, Picard is due to start on the 3rd of March, I believe it is. And then Strange New Worlds will be starting on uh, the 5th of May. So, you know, let's just cool our jets on Strange New Worlds for a bit. Let's get Picard going and then, and then we'll expect some more promotional stuff. Anyway, um, that's, that's the... Uh, that's the rumor and speculation part of the show done for today. Okay. Taking a little breath and actually still talking about Strange New Worlds, but this is like actual official stuff that we do know. Um, the, uh, the music, the person who's going to score Strange New Worlds has been announced and it's going to be Nami Malumid, who is who did Star Trek Prodigy. So that's very exciting and a great achievement for um, Nami Malumed because she was the first woman to ever score a Star Trek episode, I believe. And it, what is it? Did I write it down? Did I write it down? She was the first, I want to say she was the first woman that scored a, like an op a premiere. She might have been the first woman to score an actual episode. And I can't remember. I don't, I've got it written down here, but I can't remember. Um, 
go and check out this article <laughs> on dailystartreknews.com. Um, but, you know, apart from that, she's a really accomplished composer. And if you have watched Star Trek Prodigy, you will know that her music is wonderful. Uh, so that's a great achievement for her. And I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, Come May, when we actually get to see Strange New Worlds, I should mention that she did not do the theme tune for that. Um, Jeff Russo, is uh, who did the theme for Discovery, will be doing the theme for Strange New Worlds. So, that is it for Strange New Worlds. Um, and that's like the big sort of upcoming news. And so now we get into the really fun stuff for today. Not It's all fun. I don't know why I said that. It's all fun, but this is more fun. <laughs> all right. So if you guys, uh, if you subscribe to the daily newsletter or if you follow us at all on social media, you may have seen uh, T. Rick Jones, his uh, review of the upcoming audio drama, uh, Star Trek Picard No Man's Land from Simon & Schuster. And it is starring Michelle Hurd and Jerry Ryan, of course, from Star Trek Picard, reprising their roles as uh, Rafi and uh, Seven of Nine. Um, now, the the I think I've mentioned it on this show before. It takes place after the end of Star Trek Picard season one, but before the, the beginning of Star Trek Picard season two. Um, and it's a full on audio drama. It's not like an audio book. It's like an audio drama, like a radio play. T did an amazing review. If you are on the fence about whether you would like to listen to it, please go onto our website and read T's review of that. It's really great. He's also got the um, the excerpt that we that we talked about uh, last week or the week before, so you can listen to an excerpt. And I've got some copies to give away. So I've actually got ten copies to give away. There, it's going to be a couple weeks. So this is a giveaway that's going to be open for the next two weeks. But if you would like a free copy of Star Trek Picard No Man's Land, then you can do that. So uh, number one, if you're listening to me on YouTube or the podcast, easiest way to do that is to go to Star Trek, uh, dailystartreknews.com forward slash giveaway. The details are on there. If you already follow us on Twitter, then, if you, then you can retweet our promotional post that's pinned to our profile. And if you don't follow us already, I mean, first of all, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you follow us and retweet that post, you will be entered to win. Um, the only thing is it's uh, it's through a Google Play, uh, so you need to be able, I, th I think you need to have a Google account to do that. You can either do Google Play through the uh, browser or you can do it through their uh, online app as well. All the instructions will be when I send you the information at the end. But if you are interested, um, please consider entering and tell your friends. That'd be great. Um, if you don't feel like waiting, uh, you can still you can pre-order it now. Uh, no Man's Land comes out on Tuesday. All right. Now I have saved sort of the most fun for last. I think, uh, but it's not technically Star Trek, so I put it at the end. Um, so last week I was on right before the Super Bowl and. Uh, during the Super Bowl, they debuted a new trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And um, right after that happened, um, a lot of Star Trek fans started to lose their minds because 
there is a very a, a very recognizable certain voice part way through the trailer. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna be like, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I'm gonna spoil it for you because it's um, it, because otherwise you won't know what I'm talking about. It's Patrick Stewart. It's obviously Patrick Stewart. Now it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, depending on what outlet you go to, they're reporting it like it's definitely like you know definitely news. All you can do is. You hear his voice, which you can't mistake his voice. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you kind of see that they kind of pan like to the back of a bald head. Um, and uh, it's definitely it's definitely him. Not official, but it's definitely. Um, for those of you who've been following along, of course, Patrick Stewart played Professor Xavier in the uh, X-Men movies from like the 2000s, not the most recent ones. And... Um, Disney recently bought that division of Fox that had the X-Men in it and Fantastic Four, I believe. And so we've all just been waiting when the X-Men were going to get into the MCU and bring Patrick Stewart along with them. And we may be seeing it. Of course, the plot for Do Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is that reality is fractured and um, it kind of follows on from Loki and What If and um, Spider-Man. And it would be a perfect introduction, personally, uh, to get Patrick Stewart into the MCU. So go and watch that. It's a tremendous amount of fun. Um, if you don't enjoy the MCU movies, um, I'm sorry that you have no joy in your life. Uh, but yeah, that's that's coming out. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's actually coming out on May 5th, which is coincident with the end of Star Trek Picard. Well, and the beginning of Strange New Worlds, but the end of Star Trek Picard. So you could you could have like a huge day finale of Star Trek Picard and then go see Multiverse of Madness. It could be fun. Anyway, that is that is it. <laughs> that is it for news-wise today. That's all. Um, of course, you know uh, that doesn't cover all of the stories that we covered on the website this week. So once again, go to dailystartreknews.com. Uh, all the stories are there, and if you want that daily hit, uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter at dailystartreknews.com/forward/slash/contact. Okay. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super excited for show and tell today but I'm not going to do that yet. I want to remind you that everything we do here is supported by folks on Patreon. Uh, you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I also want to remind you that there's a poll going on. Uh, there's one in the YouTube chat and also over on Twitter at daily Trek news. So go and check those out. And now we're going on to show and tell. Okay, so before I show you what this is, I have to preface it with the story. So when I tell you I squealed when I got this in the post office parking lot, my poor long-suffering boyfriend actually went to roll up the windows so I wouldn't embarrass us in front of the rest of the people in the post office parking lot. Hmm. Anyway... <laughs> made me incredibly happy. So, okay. Um, for those of you who happened to see Kim's Star Trek story a few weeks back, uh, Kim was a listener who um, uh, sent me her collection of uh, Star Trek 
uh, memorabilia, um, signed photographs mostly. I published them on our we on our website, so you can go and read uh, about how she came by them and have a look at those pictures, and they're fantastic. Um, after that, she had emailed me and said, "Hey, I found I found a couple of other pictures," and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool!" And I didn't think anything more of it. So I went to my post office box. <laughs> this week yesterday and I had a gigantic surprise from Kim and um, Kim I'm sorry it took me so long to get it I haven't been to the post office box in a couple weeks let me show you <laughs> what Kim sent me I'm gonna show one at a time um, and let me tell you that this is that they're Okay, I'm just gonna shut up now. Okay, so here's the first one. Look at that. It's Joaquim! Look at it! That is a signed and autographed photograph of Judson Scott, who of course played Joaquim in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Um, absolutely just, you know, I, I don't know, I, that's, I love that movie so much. And he's a, such a great character, you know? He's the voice of reason, you know? Like, couldn't we, couldn't we just go home? Like, couldn't we just go somewhere? And Khan's like, no way, man. I gotta go nuts. So let me, let me show you that again. I mean, is that just not, like, 80s perfection? It's amazing. Uh, so that's number one. This is the one that made me squeal. And now you will understand the poll this week. Look at that. That's Duncan Rager. That is Beverly's candle ghost. Look at that. Look at that. That's the one I squealed over. It's the freaking candle ghost. And I know that he's had a wonderful career uh, outside of that one episode of Star Trek and that other episode of Star Trek. I know that he's had a great career, but that's the one. Sub Rosa is such a <laughs> divisive episode of Star Trek, and I, I know that it's problematic and it's one of my favorite episodes. One of my favorite episodes of all times. And so that makes me incredibly, incredibly happy. So uh, so that was it. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for sending those in. I'm going to show them to you one more time so that you can get the full appreciation of Judson Scott and the wonderful Duncan Rager. Look at that. Come on, focus. There we go. Ugh. All of it is just wonderful. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I threw in that poll question. Okay, so let me see um, what's up next is the poll. So let me give you guys just a, a couple, like a minute or two more to vote in the poll if you haven't already. Um, also, if you haven't yet today, if you, would you just take the chance to like hit that little like button or maybe share this with your friends? It helps like more people see it, um, and it would help me out too. Thank you. I'll go check over on Twitter to see what the uh, poll is looking like. Um, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> First of all, I'm surprised by the current poll results on Twitter. Second of all, I have clearly cultivated a really, really excellent audience of people on that platform. All right, so once again, in case you forgot, the poll question was, which character would you pick for the first Star Trek or MCU crossover, uh, Star Trek and MCU crossover? Now, I tried to pick people that had some, you know, experience in an alternate universe. So uh, a mirror universe type person or a multidimensional or trans-dimensional, sub-dimensional being, right? Your choices are Captain Kirk, Beverly's Candle Ghost, Giorgio, or Q. Now, I looked at this earlier, and earlier, Q was in an early lead. Um, I mean, I think Q is probably the obvious choice because he's omnipotent, etc. But he's not currently winning. <laughs> On Twitter, uh, currently in the lead with 39.3% of the vote is Beverly's Candle Ghost which I approve of. Um, and then uh, second place is Q with 35.7% of the vote. Giorgio comes in in third place with 21.4% of the vote. And uh, Captain Kirk comes in uh, dead last at 3.6% of the vote. So I can see where, where your guys' head is at on that one. Uh, and over here on YouTube, I'm just going to end the poll real quick. Okay, the poll is complete now on YouTube. Um, and wow, really interesting and completely different from Twitter. I find that very fascinating. So um, in first place with 33% of the vote is Giorgio. Uh, oh, actually tied, tied for second place is Giorgio and Q, both with 33% of the vote. Uh, in third place is Captain Kirk with 25%, and uh, <laughs> poor old Beverly's Candle Ghost is <laughs> at the bottom with 7%. Um, sorry, Beverly can Beverly's Candle Ghost, you lose from the people over here um, in YouTube. <sighs> anyway... All right, so uh, listen, that's it for this week in Daily Star Trek News. If you are listening live on YouTube, stick around. Uh, after I close out this show, we can uh, hang out and chat, and you can tell me your opinions on Sub Rosa. That'll be fun. Um, otherwise, uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, please please remember you are cordially invited to come and join us on YouTube every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time. That's youtube.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Um, and of course, you can find all of this week's stories, including the ones I have in the show and also some other ones that I did not include in this week's show. Those are all on dailystartreknews.com. Um, and the ones that I've covered today will be in the show notes for this episode. Now, if you are missing that daily fix of Daily Star Trek News, you can also sign up for the newsletter. Uh, you'll get all of the day's stories delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. Uh, you can sign up for that at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Anyway, thanks again for listening. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and all of today's stories are written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show, of course, was supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. And a whole bunch of other stupid stuff, I'm sure. 
I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.